mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today we're actually going to flip the script a little bit and I'm going to turn the reins over to Rebecca, one of our practitioners and beautiful souls that are a part of uh, the Liberate family. And she's actually going to, you know, interview me. Um, now, what better to, person to do this than, uh, than Rebecca because she has her own podcast, Everyday Seekers, so she does this regularly anyway, so she probably is a better host than me, so... I would go there, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> but, so, so today, um, you know, meet your host, Rebecca, you want to tell a little bit about you and then we'll... Yeah, sure. So I um, actually am the one that edits this podcast. Um, So I work here at Liberate. I do a bunch of stuff out in the front of house. Um, I also am a musician and an astrologer and I have my own podcast. So I kind of help them get this one up and running. Um, I take everything and make sure the music gets put in the intro and at the end and I put it on iTunes and I do all that stuff. But um and she was the one pulling pulling my arm here and saying, Wow, we need to you know, we've been going through a lot of the the practitioners and the staff, but we haven't done yours yet. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done yours yet. And I think that it's important because um you are the seed uh of this whole like this is a cute little metaphor. This whole like liberate emporium tree, <laughs> it's grow and it's growing. It's growing so much. So um, I think people that are connected to liberate emporium are always curious about connecting with the root of like the founder and the, the creator. And um, I know when I when I find a connection with any sort of book or teaching or place, or I'm always curious about like the origins of that and who's behind it. And so I think that um, it's amazing that you agreed to sit in the seat today and share a little bit about that. So for everyone listening, this is Christina Dam. She's a hypnotherapist, um, which is just one of many hats that she wears, but she is the founder and creator of Liberate Emporium. Um, So we are, a healing center here in Los Feliz, Los Angeles. Uh, a lot of people don't realize when they walk by the shop, it's they're like, oh, it's a little crystal shop and there's incense and there's a healing center in the back, right? So for those of you um, that are already longtime listeners of the show, then you might know that. But um, she is a practitioner here. She has single-handedly built this place from the ground up. Now we have a community of people that all pitch in and work together, but she is the force behind it. She is the vision behind it. So I'm just going to ask you now, what is Liberate Emporium, just to break it down, because there's so many components of what Liberate Emporium is. Well, you know, I guess the best answer to that is, you know, Liberate Emporium is, the way that I look at it, an energy. An energy that is manifest into now a physical uh, entity, but, you know, before creating this, I always had the vision of, you know, I, I love the word liberate. I love the word liberation. I was going to start a clothing line that I probably will do one, at one point uh, when I was big into fitness and things like that, that uh, was going to be called liberation. 
and um, my whole model behind that was education and inspiration through creation and it always mm-hmm. stuck with me and you know the whole dynamic of liberate is you know you're taking and you're moving from one level to the next right you know it's uh-huh. it's, it's, it's this hierarchy of evolution it's a step above you know when you liberate somebody you can't help but to think that you pull them out of somewhere lower and bring them up to somewhere higher right and it, it was you know I have you know people that have met me and and people that will meet me in the future you know the one thing that I always get is that I have a very strong childlike energy and yeah it's my favorite thing about you actually and so I I like to play a lot and I and you know when I dove into my own spiritual practice and looking at other centers or places or schools of thought I've found that the one thing about anything and in dealing with regular therapy which is my background I was a regular therapist first and stuff like that but um is to play to not take life so serious and to even when you're in the most difficult moments and the darkest moments how can you find laughter and joy in there how can you know that it's just it's just part of the journey that it's not it's not the end of the world it's not the end of a situation it's 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 a wrench that got thrown in but it doesn't mean that you can't play and for years prior to being here i worked at rehab centers um, I would teach classes and one of the big communities that I worked with uh, was people that would for a long time I would do classes and stuff for people that got DUIs and and do it was an outpatient program that people were mandated to go to so now I'm sitting here having mandated people having to come into this class that they don't want to come into and I'm supposed to tell them something about life <laughs> you know and the premise of that was really teaching about right brain left brain balance and how to find joy and um, laughter and fun and bring more right brain emotions which your right brain for those that don't know is your creative um, imaginative it's your feelings it's your emotions it's that whole picture type of perspective and where is your left brain is very analytical reasoning judgmental it's the part of you that is really kind of thinking about the future analyzing the past the right brains in the moment so it's like how can you bring more of the in the moment and fun within every day so that you can enjoy life more so then people aren't escaping as much grabbing the bottle right and 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 so when liberate emporium came into the place i at confession mr mcgoria's goriums or whatever toy emporium you know like that movie that emporium i i I like that because it embodied fun to me it was play and and it was it was how can we take this quote-unquote serious thing of liberating some person's life or situation or circumstance but still add a level of fun and approachability to it and play and so that's how the name came about right well now this is maybe perhaps a bit more of a personal question but how did you come to have that perspective of understanding how important fun and lightheartedness is because that seems like it would have been one of your own 
either a wisdom that you were born with or like a lesson that you had to learn. I mean, you're, and I should say too for the listeners, Christina's extremely young. So the fact that you were a regular therapist and then a hypnotherapist, and now, you know, you're also a pranic healer, you're a shop owner, like a businesswoman, you're a writer, you've got all these other things. Like you've lived a thousand lifetimes almost, it seems like in this one, because you have so many things popping off all the time. So I'm just kind of curious. It seems like a lot has happened to get you to this point. Which I think I I know, and this is, this is, this is about, you know, really looking at life, you know, the cliche, you know, life throws you lemons, make lemonade, you know, it's the circumstances that people have to go through in life are sometimes their biggest gifts. And so as a child, I was uh, severely ill. Um, I had an autoimmune disease. I mean, I still do, but I like mass that with a lot of natural health and I'm not on medicine, but I was, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I lived uh, a large part of the time in the hospital. So like in, I was constantly sick. So when I felt even, I learned that I had to make the best out of a situation if I wanted to, you know, and think about like a little kid, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, like, you know, if you wanted to um, experience something fun if there was a school field trip or something like that and I mean I have I have memories of like there was like a camping trip and I I was so sick that I was like puking off the side of the canoe when I'm like you know uh you know 10 years old or whatever but I I I wanted to go and I knew that I'm always sick anyways so you know I have to try to make the best out of it and I think that you know having such like adversity in my health and, and, and like uh, problems with whether I felt you know good, I constantly was making the best out of situations, and I valued the time when I felt good. Right. And and I think that got carried into you know adulthood and the level of fun and the level of play. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's probably where it came from. Also, you are a lot healthier now. I mean, you still yeah. have some health challenges and. Yeah, we all do. Uh, you know, but, but um, so maybe you're making up for a bit of lost time too, right? Yeah. Like all well, that stuff that you didn't, you know, get to enjoy when you were a kid. Yeah. Wow. And so I, I think that also pushed me to want to do more at a more rapid pace. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you know, if I if I felt good for, you know, a little bit, I would have to push through to get that project done or to do right. that thing. And like, you know, so it was like these short spouts. Like, yeah, you gotta well, get it done now. Or you're, you... yeah, you're one of the most ambitious people I've ever met. Like at at any given moment, you have like, I mean, more projects on the go and more, and like, and each one of them you're so passionate about, like so <laughs> excited about, like each project you have. So, um, for for Liberate Emporium. There is. We are a healing center. We offer many different healing modalities. Um, we are a shop also. Um, we're working very hard on having an online shop because we want to offer, um, we want to have everything that we offer available to anyone anywhere in the world, ultimately. Um, but what is the, uh, what is the vision of where you, what's the mission? Of Liberate Emporium. So you talked about it being, you know, a light-hearted environment and a place of healing, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious if we can you know, elaborate a bit. Um, without getting into like a cliche, like mission statement of a business or whatnot, uh, 
you know, the, the more on, on the vision of where I see this going is really establishing spirituality and hope back into the hearts of millions of, of people. And through the aid of bringing different cultures and uh, belief systems and merging them and bringing them into accessibility uh, to the masses is I want to take what has been for a large portion portion of um, its history um, you know, spirit, yes, the spiritual movement is becoming more mainstream now, but for a long time it was, you know, people either gravitated to an allocated religion and then there was a few outliers that wanted to gravitate to a belief system but didn't maybe re re resonate with um, the rules or the regulations of, the, the, um, of a certain religion. Right. And then um, now, though, you have the separation, I think, for the, the biggest separation people have from belief systems in history. And it's in having something to believe into that really gives us some motivation to continue life, gives us meaning in life. And I think now more than ever with what is going on in the world, uh, people need something to grab a hold of. And the beautiful thing is, is every religion you know, Hindu, Buddhism, uh, Catholicism, uh, Judaism, like they all have these beautiful nuggets of, of, of teachings and lessons and um, benefits that, you know, maybe you don't have to uh, follow one, but you can take those beliefs and you can take those artifacts and you can take those symbolisms and now allow for the person the average person to just have something without having to call it or name it or claim it. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I've, um, that's been just impossible to miss for me because I'm in the front, the front lines, I'm out in the front of the shop and I greet everyone that comes in for their healing sessions and I also greet everyone that comes into the shop, um, whether they're looking for incense or whatever they're looking for is, um, it became really apparent to me a few months ago when we were hosting a full moon ritual in the shop um, and people were this is a place of refuge for people similarly sim uh, similar to how maybe um, a particular religious building may have been in the past and still is for some people but um, like people were coming into us like we were a church and they yeah. were coming in looking for something that they couldn't get anywhere else and it's a universal acceptance like I felt um, I just kind of stood in awe as I watched you and Doreen like saging people and just holding space for them when they came in um, with whatever they needed help with. And so, of course, full moons tend to be like really intense uh, energetically. So we had like a lot of people in the shop that day. Um, but it's that way on a daily basis when people are coming in here. Um, and there are a lot of other shops um, in the world and specifically in L.A. that have, you know, spiritual merchandise and they offer readings and spiritual counseling but um one thing that also always struck me was how you would speak about how you wanted to be more than just um offer more than just readings right so yeah. we it's really important for us to have a healing center and be able to offer healings as well um well yeah like in in the beginning you know when i first opened uh it I, you know, I, I slowly started to, to, to add readings probably pr pretty quickly after I opened. But when I opened, uh, you know, it's, I do hypnotherapy and energy healing, right. you know, and so I don't do readings. 
do I know how to do readings? Can I channel? Yeah, yeah, but I, that's not necessarily something that I do. Do I see the value in them? Yeah, I think that they can give people guidance and clarity and insight, but you know, the mission had always been how to create more of a healing and transformation. And even if somebody is getting a reading, it's not about just sharing information, it's helping somebody uh, move beyond and, and assimilate the information that they're given and to kind of help them forge a path into the way that they want to go. Right, so it's action oriented. It's action oriented. I want I want the reading to be very you know empowering, uplifting for work to be done, for you know healings to be done, even in the midst of whether they're getting you know a clairvoyant or a tarot reading, or whether they're you know getting a healing on a table. It doesn't matter that I want a healing to occur, you know, right. and and to liberate somebody above. And so where I see that going is that. Uh, you know, I would I would love to, you know, and as we're working on expand, you know, uh, I think we have a cute little place that we have here, but opening maybe a couple other locations that are a little bigger that can maybe serve as that community refuge. I don't know that I would ever class my, classify uh, this place as a church, but almost as the same mm-hmm. feeling of it, where you could come in and you could hear, you know, maybe morning, morning, um, it could be a place that people come for to hear some kind of lecture on, on the challenges of spirituality or this or that life lessons and you know more along the lines of a school and I've shared this with you before Rebecca but like I always had the vision of creating the U University Mm -hmm. you know and where it was a it was more than just uh than just spirituality but also practicality right you know like finance classes and this and (laughs) business you know all the stuff that we can be that that stress us out in our everyday life that that keep us from being our divine light you know like if, if 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 people knew better how to budget and fi- and, and to ca- take care of their financial like obligations and they were on top of things, maybe they wouldn't stress when it came to, you know, the end of the month or when they had bills that were due or whatnot, you know. Yeah. Sorry, we have a little adorable little dog named Piggy in here Piggy. with us, and she's keeping us company. She's digging at a, one of the pillows on the uh, massage table here, so. Yeah, I mean, you have quite the vision for the future because there's huge, huge ideas. And even the stuff that you do as a writer um, really has a deeper message. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about any of your projects or if they're top secret, but I know that as a writer, you've written several scripts that have extremely spiritual messages as well as being lighthearted and fun. And so um, you basically... Uh, are just inspired to kind of bring joy and excitement and elevation and liberation to a whole bunch of different people. Yeah, um, and we'll see, you know, like, I guess I will share the the one that's tied into this uh, in particular is that, let's just say, uh, very soon into the future, maybe you'll see a sitcom um, and people can, you know, kind of critique that all they want but you know I think that there's different levels of um, entryway into awareness and that even if you can hit even if you make fun of some of the things that we might take seriously it still brings that awareness to it and starts to shift you know and it's all done in fun and love and and enjoyment yeah. and laughter but it, it makes the person that maybe doesn't understand what a burning ritual is um in middle america have the ability to watch it and even if it's done in a 
you know, comedic way. Right. Well, it, just to make things accessible, because like this is the one of the things I always think too is everyone. Um, in the, a lot of people in the new age are always wanting to ascend, 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 and go higher. And I'm like, well, we're still in the third dimension, and that's God too. Yeah. So like you know, even for people that walk into the shop. Um, that aren't looking for readings and healings and they just want to buy incense or most of the time they just come in because they like how it feels in the shop and there's no matter where somebody is or how deep they want to go there's something like there's no judgment here so if you want you know creating the sitcom and just like being in popular culture being in the world yeah is like quite a spiritual mission you yeah. know uh like it's an extremely spiritual mission because um it's it's reality. It's not trying to escape from anything that's actually like we're here and it's all it's all yeah. divine. It's all divinity. We're, we're we're the real life Hogwarts. Yes, we it, so are. It's and and so that's where fun. I want us to get to is like, you know, maybe that that dynamic of a huger huger space and location and also, you know, I mentioned just casually but um importing and bringing in uh, spiritual artifacts from all different types of cultures and, and religions and places in the world and having that like imported authentic good quality you know and where you're like all of these belief systems are very valid and all of these tools might speak to other people and so you know whether somebody's picking up worry dolls from Guatemala and they're giving it to their kid or they're using it themselves, and they're teaching them okay now you tell lead the worry to the little doll and you put it underneath your pillow at night and you know the doll will take that worry away while you sleep I mean that's a beautiful thing yeah. You know, regardless of whether the person uh, that you you believe that the doll is having any anything to do with that or not, this is simple act of doing it and 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 speaking your worry and and letting it leave you is having a healing effect. Yeah. It's you love. Know? It's yeah. love. It's a demonstration yeah. of love. I, I always yeah. tell people, you know, like when they come in and they want to buy a candle or something like that, and they're like, well, does this really, you know, have this magic uh, hooey-wooey stuff on it? Will this really work? And, you, you know, it's like, okay, you can either believe that it's connecting into the angelic realms and the different assistants and that, that you're being supported and that's actually a direct channel. And even if you don't at all, the sheer notion and the science behind, if you put an intention out there and every time you see that candle, you're reminded of that intention, you're starting to reprogram your unconscious mind and you're starting to create for that to manifest in reality. Bottom line, you know, yeah. go, go see go see a movie. You're gonna see the you're gonna see billboards for the movie everywhere. Want to buy a new car and you look at that kind of car, you're gonna all suddenly be driving next to them everywhere you go. And it's that like, is insanely true, by the way. And so so <laughs> if you light a candle and and you hold that belief system, yeah. you know, either way, no matter what somebody's belief system is, either way it works. Yeah, I mean. Uh, not to detract, but I just want to give a, an example of that because there's this book, um, E Squared by Pam Grout, that even talks about these types of ex ex people doing experiments to ver uh, verify what you just said. And uh, one of the experiments was to look for a color car, like that's not super common. Um, so just to just to look for it because it's neutral, so you don't have any emotional attachment to it, so you're not pushing it away with wanting it to happen so bad. And I picked a pink car because I like I like a challenge. And it took me so long to see this car because I was so attached to seeing it. And then once I let it go and forgot about it, I started seeing pink cars everywhere I went. 
like real pink cars. Then one guy moved into my neighborhood and parked it in front of my house every day. And I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, cause it's not that easy to see these things. And so the power of the subconscious mind is, is huge. And I know you deal with that a lot because hypnotherapy is, I don't know if we would say it's your primary modality. That's what it seems like here at the shop. Um, your sort of chosen method at this point um, for helping others heal, although you do do pranic healing uh, as well. But you gave a really powerful community workshop on that uh, hypnotherapy recently. And um, I maybe you'll be even offering certifications for that at some point. Uh, that's all yeah. speculation. But um, yeah, no, we actually, you know, speculation aside, we will start to, you know, as we create this into a more um, feel of school and energy around uh, uh, even broadening our courses, we will be starting to uh, do certifications for other things as well. So right. uh, certification for NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, certification for hypnotherapy, uh, certification for, you know, astrology or this or that when we find the right people and the right fits. And, you know, the only thing that <clears throat> has... has uh, why it's not hasn't happened yet as rebecca had said you know i have a i have a few other businesses and projects <laughs> so, so, so this, this is like my 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 i mean they're all my hearts they're all my passions but yeah. you know um i really i really love it all and i'm i i i'm honored and blessed and i mean i don't don't get me wrong i mean we all struggle with uh our dark days and you know dark nights of the soul and you know uh me too, but you know, I, I I'm I'm really fascinated by all the elements of life and what you can do. And I think seeing clients for years, I mean, I must have seen over ten thousand hypnotherapy clients, if not more, uh, different individuals. Not diff how many times I've seen them. Then right. you know, I'm I'm talking in the hundreds of thousands of sessions here. I I mean, at, at, you know, like over a period of ten years or so, you know, like it's it boils boils down, you know, but um. Every client you're working on, you're reprogramming your own mind, too. Wow, that's deep. And Woo. so every You're getting a healing every time every you're giving issue, one? You know, and so I, I started to, <laughs> wow. I started to you know, um, have my own limitations and thoughts and things like that. But I think one of the only reasons I'm as ambitious as I am is I don't see, I don't see the ceiling. Right. I don't see that there that something can't be done. I'm blindfully ignorant. You have Jupiter in the first house <laughs> as the astrology nerd. I'm like your huge vision. It's amazing. But uh, so. but it it drives it drives Rebecca crazy though. No, uh, I, can't, I can't I can't be I I I, I, I want to do fifteen things at once and then nothing gets done. <laughs> no, but I, it doesn't drive me crazy. I will say that I I'm like more of a single focused person. Um, but that is your brilliance, and I've said that to you before. Is you have, um, you have the space for all of that, which is like the gift because we wouldn't have this place if it wasn't for that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it is really, really special. And I'm, I am curious um, because you shared a few minutes ago about being sick when you were a kid and how that has really impacted how you use your time and your whole perspective on life and what's important to you. But there's a lot of other people um, that may not have found 
spiritual path quite like yours just based on an experience like that um you have uh, a very profound deep spirituality that's sort of uh very open and accepting of course because you've created this this place here which is room for everybody all all creeds all all people from all walks of life but um can I ask a little bit about how you found your own spiritual path or how you would describe your own personal spiritual path your own personal spirituality um well you know I think I was I'm always been curious on many different fronts yeah. uh so uh in but I would say that I was that spiritual um at all growing up I mean we had we got raised in a very catholic uh uh family like most of of my sisters all went to private catholic school I didn't I went to public school um and you know so I mean my parents were very close with the with the priest and he would come over for dinner and you know like it was it was like that kind of thing and I think you know um, for those that don't, uh, for those that are listening or that, um, I'm gay, uh, youngest of, uh, six girls in my family and I'm, you know, just a little different and not that like my family has fully rejected me or anything like that. It's not the case, but, um, I think just being a little bit different and having a curiosity for your, yourself and diving in, uh, led me to probably studying, uh, psychology. And I also have a sister that's uh, mentally ill. Um, and so, uh, she suffers from disassociated identity disorder. Most people know that it's multiple personalities. Um, so she's been in and out of institutions and, you know, battles with that. And so the curiosity to also study psychology was in, in, embedded in that. Um, but I went with the study of psychology and I did major in psychology, minor in biology, for my undergrad, mm-hmm. so science based, not not, not s- spiritual based, and yeah. so uh, when um, you know it wasn't until uh, I was out in California, and uh, my oldest sister's out here too, when she would drag me to some Kundalini yoga classes, and that started to wow. like awaken. I remember like my arm froze one day, and it really freaked me out, and I couldn't move it, and the energy, and it was uh, undeniable. And I don't know if this was before or after, but I did this like soul searching journey where I got a one way ticket and I went to Europe and I was just trying to find myself. And uh, uh, in my exploration between countries and different places, and I um, I uh, had uh, joined a tour group for a little bit of time and I went on a couple different voyages in, in that to some places that maybe I wouldn't have decided to go to, but I went. And some of them were spiritual places, like going to see the baby Jesus of Prague. And, wow. and And all of these, you know, and doing, you know, a cathedral uh, tour within um, within uh, uh, Florence, uh, Italy. And, and, you know, and I had all of these places that I went and I experienced. And I remember I had a couple of really weirdly profound things that happened that were kind of trippy. And some of the people like that I was traveling. Tra- <laughs> no, okay, so so one of them I was I was traveling with this, this uh, Aussie guy. Uh, he was hanging out with me, and we were like we're camping at this like campsite. Uh, like it reminded me of campground that you stay in as as kids. I mean, they had cabins, so you weren't sitting in tents. But that's where you know sometimes you know saving money. You know, so uh, <laughs> so we went to this uh, this this church, and it like I had this like weird experience happen that I can't really explain, but I felt like like 
this divine energy coming through me and like I, and then I was like weirdly like almost went into a hypnotic trance is what I would say now and if this guy he kind of freaked out and he was like atheist and didn't believe in anything and he was, he was just like I don't know what's going on and it was just like some people came up to me and it, it was just really weird like I don't have my memory has been a little weird lately but there was that and we talked about it at the campfire that night and he was telling the story while he's having drinks and he's like I, I don't know I think I believe in God now because I, I don't know what the hell happened you know and right. so there was that and the one that sticks out to me the most was when I went to see baby Jesus at Prague. So you've been before this this uh, this place where the baby baby Jesus was, and um, I started to just bawl hysterically. I bent down, kneeled, and I started to bawl hysterically. I couldn't open my eyes, and I heard, "It's time to do what you meant to do." And then, and then, and then I like almost like was like, what are you talking about? And then, and then the words were something along the lines, you had enough time, it's time to get into action. And I'm like, who the hell is talking to me? You know, and, and what's going on? But I can't, I couldn't also avoid the, like the, the, the thing. And this was after the church experience. And so then, wow. then I come back shortly after that. Maybe I spent another month over there. I don't know how long I was over there. And that, after that, it led me into studying hypnotherapy, which then I dived deeper into all different types of energy healing, studying Reiki and pranic healing and, and uh, you know, getting into, you know, uh, bars and different things, like all different things, not, 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 the, not the traditional access bars, but there's a different one that Eric Burns or whatever, his, his modality. And, um, and then looking at all of this other stuff and being fascinated, taking tarot classes and Akashic Record classes and, and you know, um, pretty much you name it, I've studied it. And and in and I I fell down a wormhole and then that's where I led. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. I actually never knew that about you, so I'm so glad that you asked. That's really fascinating or fascinating just because um, one does not simply open a spiritual center, healing center, uh, just because. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm like, there has to have been like, you know, a series of events that, that prompted, um, such a deep, such deep, profound work, because this is like your, you know, among your life's work, because I know that you all, you're also, um, your personal spiritual mission also involves being a writer. And, um, and that's very important to you as well. And that's also, it's interesting because that's also affecting people spiritually and filling them up um, yeah. with joy in sort of a different but the same way that yeah. they're going uh, that they're going to be fulfilled when they may come here seeking healing treatments. Yeah, um, creating pro- projects to change the world. I don't know. Like it's, it feels like it's something greater than me. Like it's not even like me anymore. You know, it's like. Um, I mean, it's it's me because it's me, but it's not me. You know, like. Uh, I have a, a, a tech company that will launch soon and uh, t- having people be more uh, connected to nature and the world and travel more and hopefully so this they become more aware of the world, they can take care of the world and then that has you know a cartoon series and a feature film franchise that teaches kids about you know one you know the world because it's animation and live action but it's also teaches kids about 
uh, the power of their minds and belief systems. You know, yeah, not getting yeah. into too much. You know, but it's about it's a like I I can't stop. You're doing the spiritual work through the entertainment business. Yeah. In addition to having actually owning a healing center and shop too. But and it, that's powerful because everyone is, but not very many people are aware. Yeah. That they're doing it. So you're very consciously uh, acting as a healer in the creative field in the world. But it's, it's powerful. A, but it's, you know, again, it's a force figure. You know, I can't help but to think that those voices, whatever that is, that, you know, they're helping me, you know, and, and guiding me. And, you know, that's where um, if, if people hear me talk, like I, I often like will still bring the skepticism of the scientific approach back into it. So like even in saying that, I, I'm justifying that, you know, in, in looking at, um, you know, well, that's somebody can say, well, you're, you're motivated to you have this, but then I look at the connection instead of just saying, you know, yeah, you have a science background, you have a, a like a, a well functioning, rational mind. Um, and then also like the understanding that there is something bigger based on personal experience, you know, yeah, there's something um, and what that is exactly. We're still, you know, but there's something and there's something, and there's something for all of us. And there's there's the same there's the same fire that can be lit into everybody to, you know, live and be and do, you know, their life work and their missions and that might change from one year to the next and that's fine too you know but and that that's what hopefully this space is about is connecting people back to their self so that they can be free to be their self because i think the number one issue that i've seen throughout the years is people's inability to be their self so they so you know they have to do this or act this way or they're worried about this person thinks or their parents approval or whatever even i mean older people like it it doesn't matter and so everybody's living within a shell of their self instead of actually being their self and if they can step in and be free you know we just you know we could have everybody be happier more well-rounded positive and if you're free and you love yourself I, I've never seen somebody that's super happy and authentically love themselves be mean to another person. Yeah, neither have I actually. It's the bullies yeah. in school that dislike themselves the most that are the most critical, right? So imagine if we could create a world where people feel free to be their true self. Would there be war going on? Would there be hatred? Or could we have understanding of differences in religion or beliefs? Could we settle arguments over territories or resources? Could we come to some kind of conclusion instead of blowing up bombs and and putting gas on children? You know, like, this doesn't have to be. But people are so out of touch with their identity that that's what we're breeding is this is this world of that people would rather kill each other over a fucking iPhone. Yeah. You know, like really an inad- inanimate object that got sold to you for marketing and propaganda that you may or may not, you know, really need. Yeah. 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 Let's let's I have everybody have 10, you know, uh 10 of this and two of that and four of that for what? You know, and, and, and when you find that acceptance and happiness, you find that you need less to prove yourself to the rest of the world. Yeah, 
I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm just like this is like I'm so excited that we got here in this interview because I think that's so powerful and that's like your personal. Um, it seems to be like one of your personal deepest understandings of of God or the divine or what that is and and to just wanting to bring everything back in and then also like what you want to do in the world to help everybody else do that yeah you know, and, and um, animals and animals with Piggy and Chewy our store uh angel for angels slash mascots here um yeah wow that is extremely powerful um and I it's interesting because I was talking with Paul, one of the other practitioners here, or maybe it was Paul and Julian this morning before you came in, just about um, how it may or may not, it, it may be different for each person what brings them back in, mm-hmm. um, which is like part of like the openness of this whole environment and why you have so many different projects going on because yeah. that's how you reach so many different people. But you reach them by being your authentic self, too, and being connected to who you are. Um, So one of the things I always do on my podcast, actually, is ask everyone if they had one piece of, one message to share with others today, um, what that might be. And so I know that you just, there's a lot that you just said, but if there's one thing that you would want people listening to this right now to, to hear today. Um. I guess piggybacking on what I just said is that, you know, we all have, you know, to, to allow yourself, give give yourself permission to be you. Who else are you, you waiting for? What time are you waiting to do the things that you wanted? There's, I, I, I always look at that, that people have these, these passions, these desires, these things that they say one day. And they put it off to the side and say, one day when I have more time, when I have more money, when I have more resources, when I have more freedom, when I have more whatever, when I'm older, when the kids are older, when this happens, or whatever the case may be. And it's a valuable nugget of something that brings you tremendous joy and happiness. You know, it doesn't have to be something that is like a business that you do. It could be a hobby that you want to explore. You might always say like, one day I'm going to study martial arts and one day I'm going to, you know, it, it, it's one day I'm going to hike every hiking trail in, in Los Angeles. It, it, it's, it's these things that like make your heart sing, which is the true you. But what we've done as a society and individuals is we first, we move it over to the side of her head and we say out of her vision and we say eh, it's off over to the side and somehow it gets stuffed in the back but I challenge people to look and say what is that one thing that makes your heart sing more than anything else and that one thing that you've been looking forward to being able to have whatever that x time money resources availability whatever that is and pull it to the front and take action you know, one of the ways to change is just by doing and and say, okay, so what do I have to do for this? And don't mind that little rat, little monkey mind voice will come in and then it'll, it'll say, but I can't do this or I don't know if I can afford to this or, or I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to take off time for work to go over to, you know, South Africa or I don't know what, you know. I don't care. Or what if it doesn't work? Or yeah, what if it doesn't work the out? Perfectionism I, I is the worst. I guarantee, if you take a couple steps forward, magic will happen. And if you just start planning and doing, you know, you're taking and you're doing your big bucket list item today, not one day, and that's going to allow you to get more on your everyday 
true self and to let go of all of the rattle. And I think that, that if that's one thing people can start to do. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of yeah. priorities, most people live their life with no time for their self and everybody else, whether it's the, it's it's other, other friends, family, uh, career stuff, workplace stuff. Everybody has all of these other priorities that they make more important than their self, but it's their life, not anybody else's life, that they're living through their eyes and their mind and their body. It's not somebody else's. So why not prioritize and put you? It's not saying that you're you're lacking on those priorities. It's not saying that you don't want to do those things. It's just rather saying, okay, what can I do for me each and every day to show that I'm important? Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. So you, like, you are the priority. Sorry, we have some fun little puppies in here doing some cute little snorting. <laughs> I'm not sure what smells so good all of a sudden, but um, they seem to be prioritizing what's going on outside the door. <laughs> so but, I guess uh, that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, then. no, exactly. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share that you didn't get a chance to, to speak on? No, I mean, I think I would love to do something on hypnotherapy one oh, day yeah. so in the power of your unconscious mind and your belief systems. But for today, you know, if there's anything else you think otherwise. Yeah, well, thank you so much for um, sharing a, a little bit more about your own personal journey and your personal vision and who you are personally, because like you are the, the driving force behind all of this, behind the podcast, behind you know the 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 crystal shop the healing center every she's the one that has put this whole thing together and is the reason that so many people are able to come and and find um, sustenance and whatever it is that they're looking for or maybe find to go in and find a little bit more of who they are and have the space there to to do that so um I think a lot of people are going to be happy to know a little bit more about where that came from and about the seed that grew all this. So thanks, Aww. Christina. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, she's available for hypnotherapy sessions. Um, so if you're in, if you're in Los Angeles, um, and we have a whole roster of amazing practitioners here at the shop also that do distant healing work and distant counseling sessions. Christina does um, coaching, counseling, all of that kind of stuff as well. Um, and so you can check us out at liberateemporium.com. Also, if you uh, are listening on iTunes or any of the other apps, we just really appreciate if you can leave us a review because without reviews, we don't show up in anybody's searches. <laughs> so we just want to be found. We want to, you know, be able to share more. And, with and the we want to hear your feedback so we can yeah. direct where we take the podcast. Too. Exactly as as well. So. Um, yeah, please connect with us, you know, um, say hi on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. We love to, we actually really do love to, to kind of see, to see and connect with all of you guys as well. So thanks so much, Christina. And thank you. Yeah, we'll check you guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.